News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Pete Callender, The Pete Callender Show. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. We are now seeing the rise of the slap truthers. Slap truthers. They believe that it was all scripted. And again, I get it because it's Hollywood. Everything is scripted, it seems like. And looks at the reality shows. But I don't even think those are filmed in Hollywood, right? Although I don't even know, are movies even still shot in Hollywood? They're all in Canada now or Georgia. Anyway, slap truthers. And I get it. And so look, just to be clear, I could go either way on that. I could go either way on that. I'm like 51% convinced it was real. But I could go the other, just one percentage point difference, I go the other direction. It's possible. All right, so uh, slap truthers. Will Smith. Uh, returned moments later after smacking the bleep out of Chris Rock. Chris Rock's words. Um, He returns moments later to receive his first ever Academy Award, in which he delivered a tearful apology for an act sure to overshadow his milestone achievement. And that is really, like, that's going to be part of that event that day. Just like when the Carolina Panthers lost to the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, Nobody even remembers that game. I do, because I'm a Panther fan. But everybody else, you know what they remember about that game? Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake halftime show. That's what everybody else knows about that Super Bowl. And that's unfortunate for Will Smith. Also unfortunate is Chris Rock has got material now for probably the next decade. Let me go over here to Terry. Welcome to the show. Hello, Terry. Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Good to talk to you again. Certainly. Um, I'm 67 years old, and things have really changed in Hollyweird. I just wonder what would have happened if uh, Don Rickles would have been telling the jokes last <laughs> night, because he insulted everybody, and I mean everybody. Right. So he never got slapped, but that was a different time, I guess. It was, and I think when. I think the venue does matter, and I think the the people involved matter. I do. I think that the Oscars, um, I don't know, especially with all of the different hosts that they had coming in and out, I don't know if that's the, the, the place to do a roast of one person in the audience, one joke about their illness, you know? But John, uh, Don Rickles, he, he, uh, he insulted everybody in the audience. Right, and that's what I mean. If you if you start going full blast on a bunch of different people, then everybody feels like okay, this is we're all in this together, and everyone's getting yeah. roasted. But yeah. because this was point. a single line directed right at somebody, and I don't know what maybe personal interactions these people may have had in the past. I don't know, and uh, because I you know the rumors about their open marriage and all of that stuff. Who knows what dynamic is going on there? So I guess I'm glad I'm not in Hollywood, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, Terry, thanks for the call, sir. I do appreciate it. Uh, let me go over there. There we go. Um, this is it. This is such a Denzel Washington thing to say. I do like Denzel Washington. The moment shocked the Dolby Theater audience, according to the AP News, or the Associated Press, APNews.com. Uh, at the commercial break, presenter Daniel Kaluuya, 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 
think is how he pronounces that. Anyway, he came up to hug Will Smith, and Denzel Washington escorted him to the side of the stage. The two talked and hugged, and then Tyler Perry came over to talk as well. And by the way, just not for nothing here, have you ever been in one of these? I don't know why I'm thinking of a keg party, but you've been in like a keg party, and something happens like this, and then all of a sudden everybody's got to like come on over and act like the support group, and I'm going to give you some advice. And ugh, I, just, I hate all of that. I hate all of that performative stuff. But it gave us this line from Denzel Washington. Will Smith shared later what Washington said to him, which was, quote, at your highest moment, be careful because that's when the devil comes for you. Tell me that's not the most Denzel stuff ever. It's the reason he gets typecasted. Hello, this uh, Ronnie. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Ronnie? Yeah, listen. As far as this uh, slapping thing goes, yeah, the culture in the big cities, in the jails, and whatever—you do not slap a guy; you punch a guy. If you slap him, what you're saying is you're not really a man. Mm-hmm. So it's another uh, level of humiliation. Yes. Yes. And this is what it is, and everybody accepts this. If you're going to hit a guy, you punch him. You do not slap him. Unless you want to convey the humiliation. (laughs) Well, you can say that, but, uh, you know. But what? you, you, You just don't think of him as a man. Right, so... Are you saying the person getting slapped or the person doing the slapping is not thought of as a man? doing the slapping is saying to the guy being slapped, I don't regard you right. as a man. Right. So that's what I mean. If And if I tend to agree. I think that that's accurate. I think smacking a guy is worse than punching him because you don't even. It, right. It's like you're treating him as if you were less than. And it, it, that's a humiliation kind of a thing, too. So maybe that's precisely what Will Smith was trying to do to Chris Rock. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, if that's the meaning conveyed, then I would assume that that was the intended meaning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. Um, after the show, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences issued a statement saying, quote, it does not condone violence of any form except in all of our movies. Every one of those, we shall glorify the violence. But don't let it happen on our stage while we're giving awards for all of the violence. Okay. The Los Angeles Police Department said in a statement that it was aware of the incident. They say the incident involved one individual slapping another. Yes, the the millions of people have seen it. We are all witnesses, (laughs) right? The individual involved has declined to file a police report. If the involved party desires a police report at a later date, LAPD will be available to complete an investigative report. Um, Here it is. Jada Pinkett Smith was also the subject of jokes from Chris Rock when he hosted the Oscars in 2016. She did not attend the Oscars that year, saying at the time her decision stemmed from a lack of diversity among award nominees and how black artists were not properly represented. And so Chris Rock roasted her 
at that Oscar ceremony when he was the host. So maybe there's some bad blood going on as well, right? That's possible. That's possible. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender Show, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Thanks a lot, by the way, for listening and for hanging out. Um, I know we're talking about this this smack scene around the world, but and look, honestly, um, was it Stephen Miller, the writer over at, um, he's a contributing editor at The Spectator, uh, and he does commentary writing for National Review and stuff. Uh, he goes by the name Red Steez, R-E-D-S-T. E-E-Z-E. I have no idea what the name means. But uh, he said not a single person is talking about a single film that won an award last night. Everybody is talking about some stage antics. The Oscars know this, and this will now keep happening. The Oscars is the MTV VMAs now, the Video Music Awards. Um, And he does writing, by the way, on movies as well. He does cultural writing stuff. So... You know me, I love looking at the Twitter machine, and I love bringing you some some tweets that people have sent out. This I'm going to put under the category, in the Pete tweet category of terrible takes. Terrible takes on Slapgate, okay? Number one, Howard Stern says Will Smith slapped Chris Rock because Will Smith and Donald Trump are the same guy. Uh, what? Well, that just sounds stupid. Yeah, Howard Stern comparing actor Will Smith's explosive meltdown to the behavior of former President Donald Trump. This is, file this one under the category uh, also of, uh, tell me that you suffer from Trump derangement syndrome without telling me you suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. Good God. This is the thing that so aggravates me when people view every single thing through the context of Donald Trump. Now, that being said, I will point out, I do miss Donald Trump on Twitter today. <laughs> I think I think he would have some interesting and compelling commentary today, don't you? I'm sure he wouldn't make things worse at all. Um, yeah, so Howard Stern, in commentary during his show... Uh, I guess today, said he opens his hand with a lot of force, smacks him right on the mouth on TV. Now, the first thing I said to myself was, what the bleep is going on? Is this a bit? Because where's security? This is live television. Not one person came out because he's Will Smith. This is how Trump gets away with bleep, too. Now, look, part of that is true. And I will take Donald Trump at his own word. He said that. Remember the Access Hollywood tape? He said it himself. Yeah, these people, the the elites, they just let you do it. Will Smith can walk across a room, walk up on a stage, and assault somebody, and walk back, sit down, and then 15 minutes later be given an award for having the best movie. And now he's going to be named as the Academy Award winning actor in every future promotion Every movie, every TV, everything. He's always going to be the Oscar award winning Will Smith. They had, they, they could have taken that award from him as punishment for what he did. They could have done that, but they didn't. 
Again, this is an industry that rewards violence in its, in its art, right? But Howard Stern saying nobody came out, nobody stopped him. Will Smith and Trump are the same guy. Now, I'm not aware. Has Donald Trump ever smacked somebody? Ever gone and smacked a comedian in the face? I'm not aware of that. I kind of get what Stern is saying, kind of, but it's stupid. It's just, it's just a poorly formulated idea. Next up, David Serrata, this moron. I think he was out of uh, Media Matters at one point. My thoughts on the Oscar slap incident are that it's 70 degrees in Antarctica and what's left of the livable ecosystem is being destroyed, and so we should focus on that. Boring. Why are you boring everybody, David Serrata? Terrible take. Terrible take. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. This is not David Serrata, just to be clear, right? This is not the guy's tweet I just read. Oh, all right. Welcome to the show, David. How are you? Uh, I was just wanting to say that... uh, Hold on a second. Let me cut my radio down for you. That's a good call. Solid, solid radio caller and work. work. Sorry, guys. Is this a bad time? You want me to call back? No. Okay, all right. I was just going to say, you're going to humiliate somebody member for something other than what they just said. It's going to make fun of a an illness of somebody's... Make sure you're not in arms uh, distance of actual man's house. No, yeah, I, 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 I understand, David. Your phone is now breaking up. Uh, it's, a, it's a quality call all around. Um, So the... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know... How many guys actually will disagree with what Will Smith did? I think most men, particularly married men, I think want to believe, if not do believe, that they would do the same thing. I don't know. I I, I don't know what I would do if somebody started insulting my wife. That would be fighting words. Yeah. Um. Then there's Asha Rangappa. Rangappa. Former FBI special agent, lawyer. Um, now she's a CNN analyst. Which is. Anyway, she says So, did anybody walk out after that happened, or are we getting an independent psychological case study on how Trump got normalized? So, once again, Trump broke her brain. She cannot see what occurred between those two individuals and divorce it from her opinion about Donald Trump. Then there's Rod Dreher. He is a conservative. Um, author of The Benedict Option and the senior editor of The American Conservative. And here's what he says. Context matters, too. This wasn't a comedy club where you have to expect that. This was the Oscars, and her baldness is from illness, making the joke cruel. It's true that the Smiths are sexual weirdos, so honor is relative. Still, I'd have done it, right or wrong. That's a conservative, self-proclaimed Christian saying he would have done the same thing. It's kind of off-brand, but okay. I suspect a lot of guys, if not, I would say probably 90% of men. 90% of married men would either do it or they like to think they would do it. No, I'm going to say 95%. 95%. That's that, That's what I'm going to peg it at. It's just a guess. What do I know? I'm just a married guy. But I'm also a radio host. So I, I kind of make guesses on stuff like this. Oh. 
you know who Ben Dreyfus is? It's Richard Dreyfus's son. The actor Richard Dreyfus, Mr. Holland's opus, Jaws. I think that's it. Anyway, his son, Ben Dreyfus, is a writer. He was a reporter, too, I think, at one point. But now he has a Substack subscriber-based newsletter. And I just saw it. And this is, well, here, I'll just give you the highlights. One famous comedian told a joke about a famous movie star, and then her even more famous movie star husband slapped him with an open hand on live TV. All three of these famous people are friends and have known each other for decades. Well, that's an interesting twist to the story, don't you think? They all know each other. They're friends. Have been for decades. What kind of friends? Anyway, moments later, Chris Rock was apologizing and Denzel Washington was calming Will Smith down and it was all just absolute chaos. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. What a magical advertisement for the excitement of live television. Will Smith did not use a closed fist. He did not mean, uh, he did not harm Chris Rock. There was no actual fight. He slapped him with an open palm in a very theatrical way. Chris Rock was fine. Everything was fine, and the world continued to spin on its axis. But this is the world, and we're not allowed to just have funny, insane things like this one movie star slapping another movie star at the Oscars because the other movie star told the G.I. Jane joke about the first movie star's movie star wife. No, no. Immediately, people decided this is a very serious deal. Some people said it's a sign of toxic masculinity. Others said it proved that Hollywood's woke agenda is a sham. Some said it explained Donald Trump. Others blamed Black Lives Matter. Drama as an art was a mistake, they said. Others said Chris Rock isn't very good at jujitsu. And then, of course, people start swapping out various people. We heard some of that today. What if it was a woman comedian? What if it was a, a white person that got slapped or did the slapping? And then you start changing up in all these different permutations of the scenario. Some said Will Smith was acting like Putin. Some said it meant that random lunatics are now empowered to assault every comedian they see. Just for the record, I'm not a comedian. So lunatics, we're still off limits. Radio hosts, still off limits. Yeah. Chris Rock immediately made it clear he was not interested in pressing charges. He was not going to escalate it. And at that point, it became a victimless crime. It's just a funny, weird thing that happened. It's kind of like slapstick. Like, literally, like slapstick comedy. But once Chris Rock said he's not going to press charges, then it's not a crime, and then it's you can laugh at it. Because it was kind of funny. It's already, like, that image, the gif, the meme, that will live long beyond the days of Will Smith and... And uh, Chris Rock, they will be long dead and buried and people will still use that image for all sorts of things. I'm just glad that we've got another one besides the Batman smacking Robin gif or meme, you know, to shut up you, whatever. You got that. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We got some variety now. And you know me, I'm an all of the above kind of guy, like all of the options. It's what being American is all about. Everybody is such a cop nowadays, says Ben Dreyfus. They want to tattletale and send everybody to the People's Court of Internet Justice. 
The only people who have just cause to be upset about this are Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, and Chris Rock. And none of them seem upset. So, case dismissed. Well, Rock, well, not anymore. So, yeah, after the after party, so, all right, Will Smith cried when he got the statue and apologized to the Academy. Said he was sorry for that, but he just felt like he was a protector because, you know, the character he played in the movie was a protector, and so he just got real into the role or something. But then afterwards, they went to the after parties, and they nobody had any problem with them there. They didn't have any problems. Everybody seemed fine. So, yeah. So Ben Dreyfus says, it's okay to laugh at Will Smith slapping Chris Rock over a stupid G.I. Jane joke at the Oscars. Indeed, that's the healthiest response you can have. Not everything has to mean everything, and not everything has to prove your pet societal ill. Most things, in fact, are like this. They're just things that happen. Then there's the Duke-Carolina game in the Final Four. And just as a heads up, Monica, who she loathes sports ball talk. So just as a heads up, I'm not going to go in depth on any of this stuff. I'm just, I was surprised. This was a crazy story to me when I heard uh, uh, this morning on Bo Thompson's show that this is the first time that Duke and UNC are facing each other in the Final Four in the NCAA tournament men's basketball tournament. That seems bizarre. So this is off of the AP. The Tar Heels, they took care of the last uh, of the underdogs uh, on Sunday. They beat St. Peter's, which is a school that's very close to my heart. Actually, just close to my name, but that's it. Setting up a final four for the ages in New Orleans. By the way, if you are thinking about going to New Orleans for the games, uh, Airbnb is warning about uh, scams. So just, Try to, you know, be sure if you're going to rent houses down there. They know there's going to be a lot of people from, you know, North Carolina coming down there. So just be careful. Um, So this Duke-Carolina matchup is the first time ever in the tournament. And it is coming during the final season for Duke's Coach K. The winner will then play the winner out of Kansas or Villanova for the national championship. So listen to the numbers. Duke and North Carolina have met. 256 times, including in Kruzewski's, I think is how he pronounces that. No, I'm kidding. He, uh, <laughs> including in Coach K's final uh, coaching at Cameron Indoor Stadium where the Tar Heels spoiled the night with a victory that helped propel them into the Final Four. Yet somehow, the bluest of the Blue Bloods have never collided in the NCAA tournament. 256 times they've played. Krzyzewski's uh, 13th trip to the Final Four will, uh, is upcoming now. That breaks a tie with UCLA's John Wooden for uh, the most in history and makes 17 in all for the Duke program. North Carolina is making its record 21st appearance in the Final Four. That's pretty amazing that you can play that many times over as many years as they have, have gone to the tournament as many times as they have, and never end up in the Final Four against each other. So just a little bit of history. Another kind of crazy story happening today. News Talk 1110-993-WBT-704-5711-10. Here is Tom. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, Pete. How you doing? I'm all right. What's up? 
All right, I got a little clean joke. I'm going to tell you about uh, smacking that relates to Will Smith and anybody else who's been smacked, okay? All right. These two guys were traveling down the highway. Policeman pulls them over, and he uh, just walks up and tells the guy, let me see your license, and the guy takes his time, and he smacks him real hard. And he said, well, you need to slow it down and get on out of here. And after the policeman left, the guy walks, the driver walks around to his friend sitting on the other side, on the passenger side, and he smacks him about like Will, uh, like, like, uh, Will Smith smacked uh, Chris. And the guy says, what'd you smack me for? He said, I don't want you getting down the road talking about if it was me. There you go. <laughs> you. That's a good one. Tom, appreciate it. Thank you. That's a good one. That is a good one. You know, it's also going to be a good one. The uh, 100th anniversary celebration for WBT presented by the Center for TMJ and Sleep Apnea. And if you would like to attend, uh, how about some tickets? You can call right now. Caller number 11 will get some tickets to the WBT 100th anniversary celebrations. It's on uh, Saturday, April 9th at Halton Theater on the campus of Central Piedmont Community College. Call now, 11th caller at 704-570-1110 or 1-800-WBT-1110. 11th caller gets the tickets presented by the Center for TMJ and Sleep Apnea. It's the WBT 100th anniversary celebration. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there. All right, so what other crazy stories are going on? Oh, yeah, the Foo Fighters, the band, Foo Fighters, the drummer, Taylor Hawkins, died age 50 years old. I'm reading through the story, and, um, well, here, I'll just read the first sentence because it just, it struck me. Because I know nothing, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't follow the Foo Fighters, I, I was unaware of any of the circumstances. So I just see that, oh my gosh, this drummer died. Tragic, by surprise, nobody expected it. So honestly, the first thing I ever think when I hear famous person dies young, it's drug-related. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins had 10 different substances in his system when he died, Colombian authorities said on Saturday. And that one, I had to read that one again. Colombian authorities. Colombian. And I'm thinking, is this Columbus? Is this District of Columbia? No, no. It's Colombia. That's where he was. He was in Bogota. Which, I know I'm going to stereotype a little bit here, but it does kind of explain the different substances. No? Preliminary uh, toxicological tests on Hawkins' body found 10 psychoactive substances and medicines, according to Colombia's attorney general. The urine toxicological test performed by Colombian officials discovered marijuana, opioids, tricyclic antidepressants, and benzodiazepines. I believe that's the stuff that Jordan Peterson got hooked on. Those things are bad news. They end up being prescribed, they they start off being prescribed, I should say. And then it sends people into these cycles that just lead to more and more addiction. It's just awful. Anyway, um, Taylor Hawkins' exact cause of death was not announced by authorities. The National Institute of Forensic Medicine and Attorney General's Office will continue to investigate. He was age, uh, yeah, he was 50 years old. 
The National Institute of Forensic Medicine continues the medical studies to achieve total clarification of the events that led to the death of Taylor Hawkins, uh, the statement said from the government. The Bogota Municipal Government said that the city's emergency center had received a report of a patient death, or sorry, a patient with uh, chest pains. On Friday night, they sent an ambulance over, but a private ambulance had already arrived at the Four Seasons Hotel Bogota Casa Medina, located in the neighborhood of Chepinero in Bogota. A healthcare professional attempted to resuscitate him. However, there was no response, and he was declared deceased. The Foo Fighters were actually in Bogota, scheduled to perform at the Festival Estereo picnic on Friday night in Bogota. Um, later on, this is from the, uh, the Blaze. Hawkins was the drummer for the Foo Fighters for 25 years. Before that, he was the drummer for Alanis Morissette. He was born Oliver Taylor Hawkins in Fort Worth, Texas, 1972. Uh, He was raised in Laguna Beach, California. He survived by his wife, Allison, three children. Um, He actually had overdosed on heroin back in 2001 and left him in a coma for two weeks. And he said he was partying a lot. He said, I wasn't a junkie per se, but I was partying. And uh, he said there was a year when the partying just got a little too heavy. There's no happy ending with hard drugs. So rest in peace there, Taylor Hawkins. So that was kind of, oh, and along the same lines of the hard drug story, Congressman Madison Cawthorn, apparently people want to uh, have orgies with him. I guess that's what he said. He gets invited to these to sex parties, orgies, and he's watching people do kilos of coke. And the first thing I thought was, yeah, I've seen the the videos from the Hunter laptop Biden Hunter laptop Hunter Biden laptop. There you go, smooth Pete. Yeah, I've seen the videos as well. That's the first thing I thought. But then I started thinking, actually, who's talking to Madison Cawthorn? Who's asking him to participate? And then I thought, he hangs out with a couple of Congress members. One of them is the, uh, what's her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And didn't, wasn't there something like, didn't she have some sort of an open marriage thing going on with some fitness instructor or whatever? Remember that story? You see, this, it's all, all of this stuff is connected. See, everybody was talking about the Will Smith Rumors now all of a sudden maybe like, oh, this one makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Look, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out because I think I think it's incumbent upon Cawthorn to name some names, especially the, the, the Coke. He's talking about I have the audio. He appeared on this uh, podcast called the Warrior Poet Podcast. And he said that Washington, D.C.'s world of elected officials consists of 60- to 70-year-old elected officials inviting him to sex parties and snorting blow. (laughs) Which is weird that you would snort blow. But anyway, I don't know who these people are. 60- and 70- that would rule out the younger crew that he hangs out with generally. I just don't understand that. Is that like the old fishbowl parties? Is that what they call them? Where you throw your keys in the fishbowl, that sort of thing? Cawthorn doesn't generally... This is from uh, uh, rawstory.com. It is not exactly a uh, right-wing publication. 
Cawthorn, they say, doesn't generally hang out with Democrats. He hangs out with other Republicans. So his observations are coming from those that he has observed. I've got the audio. We'll take a listen to it. I think, well, there is a story that he tells that I've heard before. And I'm not sure what to make of that just yet. I'm not sure what to make of it. But I will tell you what the original story is. I'll play for you the audio that's coming up next after the newscast on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Stick around.